Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, we were very happy in Dear Ann Landers. Wife was born in Dear Ann Landers. She thinks way She had to get married. Dear Pod. I have a lot of fun things. So sad without the rumbles. I. I, I don't miss them, but I do love that somebody wrote to us about Tortuga Rumbles. That's Please kind of keep writing to us. It's very exciting. Well, before we get, st- before we even sip, do we sip? Do we talk? What do we do? What- oh, okay, let's just kick it off because this is the very first time that we are having a specialty cocktail themed, hopefully, on one of the articles that we've read. No, there's no theme to it. Can we name it? Sure. Um, I would like to name it. Man's ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This week, for the very first time, we are rolling out our specialty cocktail inspired by some of the articles you have heard on our PCAST. Um, today, we are drinking Anne's ashtray. And uh, James, would you like to tell us what's in Anne's ashtray? I know you're off mic. I will. Uh, I will interpret for you uh we have two ounces of bourbon a half ounce of quantro that's a fancy man word for triple sec and ice and topped with ginger ale ale. oh i can feel the diabetic shock before it ever happens in an orange wheel in a highball glass loaded with ice crushed directly from upstairs all right wait we have to cheers my tire's flat to oh what does that mean Oh, you have half a wheel. Oh, well, this is awkward. He only got half an orange wheel. Here's to Anne's ashtray, and here's to us. Happy mm. summer. Happy summer. Mm. Oh, that's nice. oh, that is delicious, refreshing, and a kick in the mouth, just like mm. Anne. I like that. I like that for 11-11 on a Sunday. I'm going to punch you in the mouth, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of sugar. Oh, that is just... I think my grandma used to have, like... Something on the rocks, bourbon on the rocks, something like I can't remember. And then Benedictine, she, I don't know. B and B, that was the one that you would have to heat up. No, I don't want to heat Whatever. up my cocktails. This smells like my grandma, and then she would sing. <laughs> <laughs> this this but, bourbon cocktail sells, smells like my not youth. in a bad way. It was just that's what she would drink, and then she would sing. Um, I'm forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> You know, I picture her calling you, calling you over, and be like, "Patrick, come and sit." Wait, she was she was from Chicago, so oh, Patrick, come sit on my sit on Grammy's lap. No, I'm forever blowing bubbles. Will you wipe my ass? That's not how that happened. That's so disrespectful. And then she slapped you. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say happy wedding anniversary to you. How many years did you celebrate? Uh, nine together, two married. Are you ready to call it a day now? No. You've been through two. Two, the gift for a second year wedding anniversary is paper? I don't know. I I, think it is. We got wallets. Well, it's not wallets. Well, you could put paper in the wallets. Just random pieces of paper. Yeah, just things that I found. Not, oh, look at you. It's an Irish wallet. Do you want to endorse this place where you bought this? Ooh, that's not a wallet. That's like... That's industrial. Can you get any of your cards out of it? Yeah. It's like this beautiful leather 
Oh, it smells so good. I thought you said it's beef. It's made out of beef. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Just a prosciutto wallet. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. At a store called November 19 on 49th and between 9th and 10th. Down from Fine and Dandy. Down from Fine and Dandy, the other, the gentleman's clothier. Yeah. I love them both. They're great. Okay. I'll go and check it out when I need to buy gifts again, because my wedding anniversary is, well, that's not until September. So I have some planning to do. I got time for that. And Mm. um, did you have a good week? Tell me one good thing about your week. (laughs) That's all you needed to say (laughs) as I sip a cocktail. You have very good looking breasts today. Like your shirt is so tight. It's you know, not. Look, I can ignore. You did not just pucker up your pecs when I said that. You did not just lean That's in. That's all I got going. Look, I can acknowledge a good looking person. I, I may be married, but I'm, I'm not dead. I'm I know I'm harassing you right now. Um, I did an Orange Theory class where the instructor was so hot that I, <laughs> that I almost fell off the treadmill. Wow. Like, you know, you get, look, again, I said I'm married, but I'm not dead. I can acknowledge a good piece of artwork. But you know when people know that they look hot? Yes. Like all six people that were on the train today. I'm like, congratulations on your human growth hormone. Wait a minute. You nice saw hot people on, on New Jersey back. Transit. Did you take a picture? No. That's like finding a unicorn. No. They were all, well, they came from Hell's Kitchen, let's be honest. Oh, I know. Which we're, we're shipping them out to the burbs now because we don't have good looking people. You got you to gotta build up. We're outsourcing hot. When I first moved to New York, have we ever talked about this? I lived in Spanish Harlem and it was a five floor walk up. I was at the top floor. I was only there for like two months and it was above a funeral home. I love that. And they filmed gay porn on the second floor. Love that even more. I know. So I would go there. It was be like, careful it was on like, the steps or slip. Oh, I know. But when they would film, they would put up signs that says, that say, quiet, please. Filming in progress. Because you know. The delicate nature of gay porn can't have any sound coming in well, from the dialogue. outside. The dot, there's dialogue. Yeah, that's probably why it's quiet on the set. It's, it's like Sophie's choice. They're filming. It's put it in me, and that's all you hear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Ew, stop. You want a pizza? Like things like. That. There is no pizza in a gay porn. Do you really think they're going to introduce a carb? Notice they never eat it. Oh, it's just nearby. Oh, I don't have any money. Oh, my towel fell. I've never. I don't think I've ever answered my door in a towel. Because that would mean I like, had to check my memory. Did I? No, I would never. Because I'm a never nude. Yeah, I would never. I like answer I, the door in a full snowsuit. When I go to the beach, it's like an anxiety attack. Especially if I ever like go to Fire Island, I'm like, oh god. Oh god, oh god, oh god. But you have really good boobs. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Why don't that's, you want to show? As I'm them? walking to the sand, I'm like, oh god, suck in. Don't exhale. Just don't even make eye contact. Because it's like. You know, every Broadway dancer's on. It's like, congratulations on your nine pack. I can't imagine the stress of a nine. gay man on Fire Island looking good. What it's I love terrifying. about Fire Island, because now we're in the season for Fire Island. I haven't been there in about 10 years. I've been, I, that was one of the first places I ever took my husband. I think it was road oh. testing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, here's how to find out if he's really straight. Let's go to the gayest island on. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go America. to the store. I want you to get a lemon, a diet Pepsi, <laughs> and a thing of eggs. And lemon don't di- speak to anybody. And he doesn't come back with any of it. And it takes him two hours. We'll find out. Yeah. Where I took him to eggs? Fire Island in like the first month 
of our being together because I was out there, I was doing a show and I was like, come on out, we'll go out to Fire Island. I brought him there the day after Pride had happened. We're about to be in Pride Month. World Pride. Okay. Are you angry with me today? No. (laughs) It is World Pride. (laughs) It makes me so angry. It's almost as- Are you offended that it's not just Pride in New York? Yes, because I know that my neighborhood is going be on fire correct if you live in hell's kitchen i would get out now yeah all of june is going to be one big parade i'm going to walk out of my building and just get crabs just by inhaling yeah there's going to be a lot of spandex on the streets yeah it's like wow you didn't look like that yesterday so what did you inject what is that like welcome to the dance belt you are in the the hornet's nest yeah of pride oh wow yeah i would take the month of june off if i were you i think at this moment I would like to say it. Let's just get into it, shall we? Because <laughs> we're here. We're lubing up on a hot Sunday with bourbon cocktails that your grandmother would drink while you sat on her lap. This is so good. Why That's do I why pic- again like picture a small Patrick in his his overalls that had his name on the front with a True. newspaper boy cap sitting on his grandmother's lap? <laughs> She's drinking a bourbon cocktail at ten a.m. Sure. Hey, Patrick, did I ever tell you about the time that your grandfather and I went to Coney Island? Why would she go to Coney Island if we lived in Chicago? Well, I just feel like we need to put her in a different place for a minute. I feel she like is that's in where... a different place. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you worked in the funeral home. I don't know if you saw what you saw. Okay, so so your grandmother drinking a bourbon cocktail. My grandparents were actually neighbors, which is kind of fascinating. To each other? They lived off of Lakeshore Drive, right next to each other. Uh, the first thing you said when you said neighbors, I thought, oh, they got married, but they chose to live in different houses across the street from each other. Both sets of my grandparents. Maybe I should clarify. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Well, maybe it's the cocktail. Well, I'm halfway through. <laughs> Damn, it is really strong. I'm not going to lie. I know. I feel like, I think I may have blacked out a little bit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, this was a choice today. But I'm also a little hungover. I mean, let's be honest. Did you drink a lot for your anniversary? Yeah. What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Welcome to Dear Pod. I am polarizing actor Crispin Glover. <laughs> and I'm Marsha Warfield. <laughs> Good one. And we are the podcast that is bringing vintage advice columns back to you. Our listening audience, all 20 of you, I want to say thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing. And if you haven't done so already, I really recommend rating, reviewing, subscribing. And it's going to be a fun day because we've rolled out a specialty cocktail. I'm halfway through and I'm in the bag. And I'd like to welcome you all to the Maha'a Lounge in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Swinging Burbank. Yeah. Can I hear it for the Pineapple Ranch? <sighs> so sad. But here we are. Here we are. It's a sunny, sunny Sunday. Oh, my God. It's like 90 degrees outside. Yep, because we don't have spring anymore. That's right. We're going right from winter to summer and back to winter again. Winter to Hadestown. Yeah. And back to extremes. That's all we know. Remember Extreme? The band Extreme? Yeah. I'm the one who wants to be with you. I think I always confuse him with, what's that, Mr... Mr. Big. <gasps> I think I just sang a Mr. Big song. I don't know. Oh, my God. There's only one way they to find out. They all that long hair, like the tight rolled jeans. My memory of Mr. Big is that every Rings. year, every summer in Boston, they would have the, the 
the WZOU Summer Jam. And it was like a showcase for different, you know, well-known bands. WZOU. WZOU. And it would be on the City Hall Plaza of Boston. And you could go there and you'd see like five bands for free. And it was great. And it was open. You get bananas. You can get see, grab your potatoes and go over to City Hall. Do you have any fried potatoes? This kid here. I just want like just a bucket of potatoes. I should turn into Tony Danza for a moment. I don't know. No, he could live in Boston. I have no problem with that. He's from New York. Um, Wait, what was I just going to Google? Extreme. Um, So we were at the WZOU Summer Jam and Mr. Big was supposed to appear there. (laughs) And... So Mr. Big's supposed to be there. And then they made an announcement that he refused to come out. And somebody came up on stage and they were like, hey, everybody, I'm so sorry to announce this, but Mr. Big will not be appearing here tonight. And the crowd went bonkers. And then somebody next to me got hit with a wine bottle and then all hell broke loose and it turned into a big free for all. Everybody was like screaming and looting, angry that Mr. Big was not going to appear there. Why do you think I don't want to go to Boston? Like these stories aren't really <laughs> Do they like have really questionable enticing. Yes, they we have questionable taste in Boston. If Mr. Big is the thing that starts a riot. I've been there twice. Actually, three times maybe. Okay. Well, go back with me. We should do a, a from Boston episode. Like go back to Boston. <gasps> the guy in the wall, by the way, if we can go back for a minute. Sure. The guy who lived in the crawl space has definitely unnerved a lot of people. A lot of people. That is messed up. And Have I think we should get him on the to show. You? I know. If we could find, hey, if Guy in Crawl Space, if you're listening, because I know you're siphoning off somebody's Wi-Fi in somebody <laughs> else's model home, I guarantee you he is listening to us right now. And if you could reach out to us, we'd love to have you on the podcast. My question is, that pull-up bar, where was he going to do pull-ups? Well, this is the thing. If we could get him on the show, then we could ask him everything we want to know, which is, to me, how did you get in the wall? How did you get in and out? And what was your favorite canned good that you stole from that family? If you could ask the guy in the crawl space anything, what would it be? Did you keep any of the clothes? <laughs> or, I do how'd wanna... you, or how'd you get the mattress behind the wall? <laughs> You've really been, because of the, the episode where we rolled this out, you were obsessed with the pull-up bar to begin with. you got to keep yourself in shape. If you're in a crawl space. I know, but I mean, it's one of those where you have to put it over like a door jam. So where is the door? I'm sure he found a way to do it when they left the house. For me, my question is, where are you wearing those shirts? Do you leave the house and be like, well, it's button up Friday. It's casual Friday in the crawl space. I really wish you'd get the shirt pressed. Maybe I'll just put it in the laundry. I mean, he was in a wife beater when he was in the picture. So I don't know. How did he get the mattress in there and then the appropriate bedding? A lot of people have a lot of questions. And And not just bedding. It was a top sheet. A fitted sheet and a comforter. <laughs> because if you're going to live in a crawl space, it better be designed by Martha Stewart. I mean, hospital like, corners. Just because you live in a crawl space doesn't mean you shouldn't dress it up a little. I guess. Suggestions for how to decorate your crawl space. Are you living underneath a family that's been in a house for three months? How can you make your crawl space look better, more comfortable? How can you feng shui it? You can't Marie Kondo it. I would actually imagine you'd have to condo it. Pretty frequently. Just what if he had Marie Kondo come over? He's like, I just really need to get rid of all this stuff. And she's like, what Does about this- the rest of the house? Well, we can't go there. What? <laughs> and then I'll- you, you brought Marie Kondo into the crawl space <laughs> and she wants to throw out your pull-up bar. <laughs> Does this bring it- you joy? Well, Does- I don't actually use it. Does this spark joy? Well, it did for the family I stole it from. 
Well, let's go talk to them. No, we, we can't. No, they're not home. They're home at 3.30. So let's do this. Condo my space. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Say thank you to everything you own. <laughs> oh, take every take everything that another family owns in this house, and if it doesn't spark joy, throw it out. Here's his wallet that sparks joy. Keep yeah, it. Keep it. Button down shirts. Say thank you to them. Say actually thank you to the family. <laughs> in the end, people. A lot of people have questions about the crawl space, man. Here's the only thing I understand is that it was a basement that they squared off, so the crawl space was almost underneath a stair unit. We still have not found out the immediacy of what happened and how that woman reacted after she saw that guy in the crawl space. How did he get into the crawl space? I think he's, I mean, door? we have questions about that too. Because I assume again, he lived there how do before you put they the did. Mattress well, I think, I mean, there was, I think that there was something movable about that wall because if they're squaring off, they just wanted to square off a basement. So they put up, you know, sheetrock. And I'm sure he found a way in and out of that sheetrock. You can't go through the wall. That big of a gap? Yeah, so he, he could I thought it was a smaller gap. No, but it was high, it was high enough. So where he could crawl out through the, the yeah, gap in the wall. You can't, you can't look over. That's why she had to put her phone up. I like that most people are upset about not understanding how the mattress got in there. Well, how did it get in there? My father rolled this around in his brain for a good hour and a half, and I watched him work it out. It was very upsetting. What did he say? Well, he well, it was just he was just working it out for himself. He didn't pose any new theory. I mean, the only theory is that that guy was there before the family ever was. Yeah, absolutely. But if you are the contractor and you're squaring off a basement, are you going to be like, maybe we should move this mattress? I think that they had staged the house, and he went through it, and he took it. And nobody caught that he stole a mattress and it was like a mattress was just missing from the house yeah, and like, nobody Janine, what happened it. to the mattress? Oh, I ordered it. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Janine. <laughs> and I, I bet he just took whatever he needed from the other rooms. Oh, before we even get going, let's do a little bit of business here. Uh, some right. new, some new aspects of Dear Pod. We are taking your questions and we are offering you our words of wisdom. That begins today. Oh. So if you have not, or you, don't know about it already, please email us at dearpodofficial at gmail.com with any of your advice questions, and we will give you wisdom as dispensed by Anne and Abby. Love it. Uh, follow us online at all our social media, at dearpodofficial, across the board, your Twitter, your Instagram, except for Snapchat, because I don't believe in adults using Snapchat to make their faces look like mice. I don't know. That's just me. I've never wanted to look like I'm... Oh, no, I didn't. I was a cat. Anyway. The only reason that Snapchat filter is good is when you can put on the guy or the girl filter, and we put it on my mother-in-law, and she looked like Schwarzenegger. I like that. I didn't stop laughing for about 13 days. So there's that. Also, uh, hey, I'm a stand-up comic. Would you like to come see me perform live? You know yes. you would. Follow me online at ginjointgal. On everything. I have to call it at Gin Joint Gal because nobody can spell my name right, which is also AaronMaguire.com. M-A-G-U-I-R-E like Toby Maguire, like Jerry Maguire. Two people who I thought would change the game for the name Maguire and clearly have not. Oh, wait, Jerry Maguire wasn't a real person, so I do take that Did you ever go back. to Butch Maguire's in Chicago? She should. But. Is it spelled like my name or is it MCG? 
It's MCG. Like nope, the normal, I don't endorse like it. The normal. Place. I don't walk into places that are spelled MCG because they're making my life a living hell. Well, I mean, it's a pretty great place. You should go. I like that you keep looking over at Jim. I'm right here. Look in my eyes. It is about the woman sitting across from you. Oh, it's like that Sex in the City monologue by Kim Cattrall. It's about the woman to your left. What monologue is that? No, I've been watching the Sex in the City marathon, so it's just at the top of my brain. Hopefully you're not watching it on TV because that sucks. Oh, that's the best way to watch it. That means that Kim Cattrall's character is all but missing. <laughs> She's basically just a receptionist. Yeah, at that point. they out everything. They were like, I think she works in PR. She showed up once every three episodes. She ordered a salad and then she never spoke again. <laughs> she said something about panties and then she was cut out. After that, yeah, non-existent. Um, also, so yes, I'm a stand-up comic. I have a headline show coming up in Midtown Manhattan at Don't Tell Mamas on Friday, June 28th at 9.30. You're going to want to join me I because I will have a couple guests with me who are also fantastic. Pedro Gonzalez is a fantastic comedian working right now. Really funny, uh, really smart writer. And Dave Hill, also hilarious. Three very different comics. And... um I think it's going to be a great night. So don't tell mamas, nyc.com. If you want to get info for that, get tickets, get them now. It's clearly going to sell out. On don't you know who Street I think I am? Eighth and ninth. Oh, wow. You, you have that down. I love don't tell mamas. It is a very good space. There's a it's lot a really of things cool happening there in any yeah. one night. Yeah. I was very surprised. I, so I'll be on the, in the East wing in the back room on stage three. Why don't they have been Serving there you some comedy. The, that, the newer The section. most extreme back. Yeah. yeah, they've sort of rejudged it a little bit. It's a cool space. So, yes, come and check that out. It's a fun little vibe. Those are my pimping out announcements for the day. Do you have anything you want to pimp before I move on? Help me. No, I don't. No, you have nothing to pimp so far. I have except nothing for, to pimp. Will you be at my show on the 28th? Of course. You're, you're legally required to, so, you know, get comfy, honey. You're going to be front and center. And heckling, I'm sure. I also, will, unless I'm, you know, working since I don't have a life. No, I will call the family. <laughs> I know that right now a lot of people in the audience are confused because you do talk about this a lot. You allude to it, but I feel like you don't ever go into it because legally, you probably can't. you can't. Yeah, just know this: Patrick's unhappy. Do you have a job? Do you have a job <laughs> for him that has to do it? He's he was a shit stirrer. What else are you worked in a funeral home? Mm -hmm. Worked for Ralph Lauren. The creative department. Oh. Ran a couple, ran a bar. Wow. Ran a restaurant, bartend forever. You're a renaissance man. You're renaissance. a New York City renaissance. I'm like Danny DeVito. When did Wasn't Danny DeVito in... ever become a renaissance man? He was in the movie Renaissance Man. No, Danny DeVito does one thing good, and it's being short and stocky and married to Rhea Perlman. They're separated. <gasps> when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah, like, Why are wake you up still looking at Jim? What do you want from him? Is it because he made you a cocktail? Stop looking at him. I am here with you now and I complimented your boobs. Did he do that for you? No, he didn't. You don't know what he did. Oh. He has a lot of Vaseline on his lips. and Maybe. Anyway. It's do you really have Vaseline on? <laughs> It's unnerving. All right. So we have those those couple little bits and pieces of information out of the way. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. That goes without saying. Enough of this talk about your sexy pics. <laughs> You're the only one that's talking about it. Still looking at Jim. You're still looking away from me. Still looking at him. 
He is not going to offer you the assurance that I offer you. Do you understand me? I am sitting across from you with a a cocktail in my... I'm just a girl looking at a boy, wanting him to podcast with her. (laughs) I'm in. The theme this week was teenage sex, which, by the way... what it was? What did you do? I just... (laughs) Just teenage? Yes. Oh, I did teenage sex. <laughs> Ew, that explains why. You know I'm on a list somewhere. You know I have been flagged because it's not safe to put Ann Landers teenage sex into your Google search 20 times. Let me tell you this. And every, not get nailed by somebody. Every, this is kind of like any audition I've ever had. I will nail everything once I leave the audition. <laughs> once you're wrong, you've thought of all the right things and to do. And then all of a sudden like, I'll do it. I'm like, ah, oh, that was so much better. So every time I do this podcast, I will, anytime I'm looking for something one week, I'll actually find the perfect ones. The week later. Right. Okay, good. So we should do weddings next week. Sure. And maybe you'll bring yeah. weddings and teenage sex are going to keep recurring until right. you get it right. And then we can move along. Well, my mom did say when I was a toddler that when I'd go out for commercials, um, that I wouldn't like nail the lines once I, I left because I was too shy. And she's like, oh, and until this day, we'll still kind of like bring it up. I'm like, thanks. Wow, that's rough. Thanks. I don't. That's maternal support when she's going, hey, you were really good once you left the room. Yeah, but you couldn't laugh on cue. I'm like, all right. How are you going to pay for your own college? Because I'm not paying for it. And alas, that brings us to today. Here we are. So the theme this week, and let's just say the theme this week is teenagers. How's that? Meanwhile, I've made it all about sex. It's fine. Which is horrifying. And that's, um, yeah, there's, there's, lots, there's lots to delve into. So let's just do this. Let's see where this goes. All right. Do we want to take a question or do we want to just launch? No, I think that we should launch into the articles. And then at the end of this, we'll have a whole new segment, which will be questions from the listening audience. Uh, I'm going to begin with something because there is... A survey in here. Survey says. And I would like for you to take this survey. Okay. That's right. So teenagers back in 1967 sent Ann Landers a questionnaire, a Mm. teenage questionnaire, and (laughs) about uh, teen sex. Teen sex was a big topic for Ann Landers. She was sort of obsessed with getting a lot of information out there because she felt like teens can't have enough information, which actually in the time was very ahead of its time. For 60s, for her to be like, let's talk openly about this. So the cervix, dot, dot, dot. So she got a lot of info to teenagers regarding sexual activity. And of course, the teens wrote back to her. In 1967, they sent her a questionnaire and then it was updated again in 1973. And I'd like to do the 1973 questionnaire with you. All right. Are you ready? I'm always ready. I'm going to read this to you. Teenager sex text updated is the title. That's a lot of words. Dear Ann Landers, it's been a long time since you first printed that know thyself sex test for teenagers. Anyone who digs cats between 13 and 19 knows that mossy old test of 1966 needs updating. A committee of four, two males and two females, from 15 to 17, have revised the original test, and here it is. 
Please warn the old geezers who are subject to heart failure to skip and landers today. <laughs> Instructions for scoring. For each yes answer, give yourself the number of points at the end of that line. Add up the score and compare it to the scoring guide. So anybody listening at home could follow along with this and score themselves on the teenage sex test guide. I hope they can. Ever been out? Okay, here we go. We're in it. Oh, yeah. all right. Here we go. Ready? So I'm going to score you. Ever been out with a member of the opposite sex? This yeah. is two points. Yes. Two. Okay. I don't do math, so I'm going to have to use my calculator after this. Ever been kissed? Yes. Ever been French kissed? Yeah. Ever been kissed while in a reclining position? <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't hear you. Excuse me? Yes. Okay. Ever been parked for more than one hour? Yes. And just to bring everybody up to date, all of those points are two points if you're playing along at home. Okay. What just, okay. So for three points, ever said, I love you? Yes. For four points, <laughs> ever said, I love you to more than one person in the same week? No. Okay. Uh, for three points, ever made a member of the opposite sex cry? All the time. <laughs> for five whopping points, <gasps> ever removed some of your clothes while making out? Yeah. Oh, no pause there at all. You are tramp. For eight points. I started early. Go on. Oh, my God. Okay. For eight points, ever removed all of your clothes while making out. Yes. Oh, you are not pausing on this at all. You are trash. <laughs> you are 1973 trash. For 10 points. Oh, geez, this is dark. Ever had an abortion or been responsible for one? No. Why are you pausing? <laughs> That's the only that would one. That would be That's a fucking miracle. 10 points no. is a lot of points. Yeah. No. For another 10 points. Uh-oh. This one could be dicey. Anyway. Ever been picked up by someone you just met that night? Yep. Whoa. Can you please take a breath before you reply with your trampy answer? I'm gay. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> it, it actually happens every other week. <laughs> yeah. For seven points. Ever lie to your folks about who you've been with yep. or who with? Yep. Oh, yep and yep. I'm just going to give you a standard seven for that because <laughs> for one points, do you smoke cigarettes? Used to, yes. Okay. I'll give you one point for that because it's on the low scale. Okay. By the way, cigarettes is spelled C-I-G-A-R-E-T-S. Hmm. Not that smart in 1973. Yeah. Or maybe it just didn't become French until the 80s. True. For two points, <laughs> do you drink? All the time. In the mornings, bourbon. I start in the morning and then oh, I just go straight through. This is a this is a crazy test. Uh, for six points, taking downers or uppers or both. Like every day or uh, they don't specify. So I no, think we're gonna don't. say vague. You don't know. So no to that. Yeah, no. Um for three points, have you ever smoked pot? <laughs> God, why is this about teen yes. sex? Okay, well, okay, so three. Here we go. Um for eight points, ever tripped on LSD? <laughs> I almost said LCD because I'm so conditioned to the screens and not the drug. 
ever tripped on LSD? No. All right. Again, I feel like if I took LSD or something like that, I would be that girl that was like, oh, she tried it once and then she jumped out a third floor window. Yeah. Erin was really great. She's still in the tree, though. Yeah. It's unfortunate that now she can only speak when she's running backwards on a treadmill. This mm-hmm. is what happens. All she right. likes chicken only in a shake form. <laughs> Ew, so that's chicken. the only way she can get uh, protein she anymore. Chew. For 10 points. Ooh, geez, what happened here? For 10 points, ever done cocaine or shot up speed or horse? Yes. <laughs> no pause on that. That is a solid 10 points for you. I'm like Kirstie Alley. These are a lot of questions. Uh, eight points. Ever had sex without any precaution against pregnancy? So basically, ever had unprotected nookie? I mean. Any precaution against pregnancy? This is a qu- this is this is dicey with given your status. As a homosexual. As a homosexual, <laughs> as your status. Uh, yeah. I mean. Let's just say, have you ever had unprotected sex? <laughs> In your life? I mean... Are you uncomfortable yet? No. These are uncomfortable questions. I'm not really uncomfortable. Yes, I've had unprotected Oh, stuff. okay. All right. Um, but he was a man of the cloth, so I was protected by Jesus. <sighs> I, I don't even know where to begin unpacking that one. You taste it well, and you well, saw you the goodness of the belt, Lord. And then you go down from there. You start with the Cossacks. <laughs> taste and see the goodness of my Lord. <laughs> My Lord! Oh, my Lord. Okay, so ever, okay, for eight points, ever wake up and not remember where you've yep. been? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm putting eight down. Very well. Moving right along. For six points, ever been busted for possession of pot? Yes. <gasps> for 10 points, ever been busted for possession of hard chemicals? No. Okay. I don't even think I need to add this up to know where you are on the score. Because you don't know how to use the calculator. No, I think that I can safely say you're trash. What do you know? You're just a virgin. According to Ann Landers. She's a virgin who can't drive. Okay, so if you're scoring this at home, seven or under means innocent and unaware. Eight to 14 means... She's too pure to be pink. Well, get ready. Eight to 14 means pure as the driven snow. Hmm. 15 to 24 means normal and decent. 25 to 30, passionate and heading for trouble. 30 to 45, in trouble and getting messed up. Yep. 45 to 55, messed up but salvageable, comma, maybe. 55 to 65, condemned. Either you are a darn fool or you have freaked out completely and are no longer responsible for what you are doing. Yours truly, Normal and decent. Dear normal and decent, according to my figure, you don't rate that sign. Wait. <laughs> according. Sh- Dear normal and decent, according to my figures, you don't rate that signature if you have over 17 points. I hope that's where you are. And I can safely say that you are condemned. 55 to 65. To hell. I knew it. I don't even think you're salvageable, according to this. By the way, the that original. Uh, the original questionnaire, when somebody was scoring it, I just need to read what was in the original questionnaire real quick because it was it was awesome. Um, <laughs> on the score chart of the original questionnaire, if you were nine or under, you were considered, quote, queer or something, end quote. 
I guess you're both ends of the spectrum today. <laughs> I got it from both ends. Call that. I'm June. getting them from both ends. So uh, in the Landlander's questionnaire, it's, I'm so sorry to tell you that you're condemned. And you're a damn fool. Or I you didn't freaked fucking out need Landlanders to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Condemned is the best yeah. way to live. I feel like if we're going to hell, it's going to be a great party. It's fine. I'm like the money pit. The a house, fantastic the movie starring Tom Hanks. And Shelley Long. That's classic Shelley Long. It is. I love that movie. God, I love Money Pit. It isn't like Poltergeist, but you know. I like when he's just trapped in the floor in the rug. <laughs> That's my Tom Hanks in Money Pit. <laughs> Maureen Stapleton. Mm-hmm. Um, is she still with us? She's not still with us. She was in Cocoon, though, right? I don't think that she was with us when she was in the Money Pit. She was. I think she had been dead for five years. You should pull the, <laughs> it's a weekend you should pull the drink thing. away from your microphone. <laughs> That's the sound of fun. That's the sound of summer. Wow, that is the sound of summer. I, I'm halfway through. And let me tell you what, listeners at home, this is a kick in the pants, this cocktail. We're gonna we're have. gonna keep the uh, we're gonna put the recipe for the cocktail up on our Instagram. No, I know. I am aware. I'm, I'm getting this. I'm getting the finger. I'm getting fingered. <laughs> wow. Ew, don't put that in. in All right. So we've taken the test, and I'm, I'm sorry to say to that according to Ann Landers, hell. you're condemned. And you'll have a fabulous two-bedroom apartment in hell next to Hitler. And I will come and visit you. Oh, I think that's I just fine. closed something I shouldn't have closed. Oh, no. All right. Well, that's it. So there you go. There's the Ann Landers test. What you got for me? Here's what I have. Well, Chicago Tribune, July 10th, 1984. Dear Abby, mm -hmm. there are a lot of talk about how rude teenagers are. I would like to tell you about an incident, an incident that took place not long ago. Some friends and I were in McDonald's having lunch after final exams. We were conversing normally, not shouting or making any kind of disturbance, when a woman at the table next to us called over in an, a nasty tone and yelled, Will you kids shut up? I'm that woman. I have a baby who's trying to sleep here. Ew! <laughs> a baby sleeping in a McDonald's. Okay. I thought... But did not say, so why'd you bring your baby to McDonald's during rush hour? Who was rude? And do you believe that woman would have spoken that way if we had been just a table of adults? Signed, Just a Teenager. Mm -hmm. Dear Just, the woman was rude, and I doubt if she would have spoken that way to a table of adults. Couple things. This is a waste of an article. That was all she had to That's say? That's all she had to say. These two sentence answers... I don't appreciate this. I neither mean, do I. This is lazy reporting. She literally just took her exact words and turned them back around and said, thank you for answering your own question. That, she could have talked about the debut of the Chicken McNugget. <laughs> it was 1984. 83. Was the McDLT an option? Thank you for bringing that up because <gasps> at 1985, the McRib went like Mariah Carey after Christmas is over. Retreated into another realm. Wait, so the McRib was happening at this time. There's the no reason to be this upset when the, the McRib, McRib is The McRib went away, and then all of a sudden the McDLT came in. With Jason Alexander doing their commercials. Styrofoam. Hot in one side, cold in the other. 
I appreciated the McDLT. It was a waste of styrofoam. There was no need for them. I get that in this day and it's age. It's called as fast we're... food. If you just made it, what is happening? I want to keep things fresh. I want to keep the cold side cold and the hot side it's hot. It's not Mr. Freeze. It is, it is lettuce and tomato. You're really anti-McDLT. I can sense the contention in this episode to begin with. I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. Oh, I did understand it then. Even as a kid, I was like, yes, let's keep the cold side cold. I love a gimmick. I, I don't. Do. But I like that right now we're, we're focusing on McDonald's. I love McDonald's. Still, to this no, day? No, I don't. My body does not process that No, correctly. it shouldn't because it's sawdust. What? It's not real meat. I do like their cola. And by cola, I mean a diet soda. I love There's something about it that I like, and I also am addicted to their fries. I get basically the same thing every time I go there. Well, yeah, there's something. There's a chemical they're putting in their fries that makes you want to crave them. There's That's no doubt fine. About that. I don't eat their nuggets anymore after watching a documentary. Oh, um, I mean the one, the... The bleach Super Size Me? Mm, there's know. another... Do- How many documentaries are there exposing McDonald's? I don't know. Too many. Too many for me to ever step foot in there ever Correct. again. Well, I can step in there because I have to go to the bathroom. Well, I can step in there if I have a baby who needs to nap. So let's talk about that. Yes. Like, if you... <laughs> Already, this woman is a great judge of character. You're where going she's going like, for a walk. You know what? Maybe I'll go in the park. You know what? No, I'm not going to go to the park. I'm going to go sit in McDonald's where it's nice and quiet. It's around noon. I think I'll just, I'll just take the baby to McDonald's. There's no activity going on in there. Yeah. Who's going to be at a McDonald's at noon? I'm going to get myself a McRib and I'm going to breastfeed. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't go through my nipple and into its mouth. Well, this all depends. Was this around the time when, wait, what what date did this happen? Because I thought if the if the shamrock shake was out, I can't wait a fault minute. this woman. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This article is in July. Yeah. These kids are having their final exams in July. Maybe she just got printed in July. It's possible that she wrote to her in May and it only just made its way to the pape in July. I don't care. I'm sorry to blow up the the logic of this, but it's true. So they had their finals in the summer and then they celebrated at McDonald's. I am entirely on the side of the teen. Well, yeah. I mean, I also don't like children (laughs) in restaurants, period. Period. The end. Yeah. Is McDonald's really considered a restaurant? Yes, it is. There's food. We can't put the word restaurant by that. Yes, you can. There's over a million. They should call it a feedery. (laughs) Like just a place where you're just getting food and leaving. Like Chipotle is not a restaurant to me. It's a place where you can shovel something in your gullet and get out. Restaurant is a fancy French word. Chipotle doesn't have booster seats. McDonald's does. Chipotle doesn't have booster seats? I don't think so. I actually don't really look for them. I, this is just sense memory from the McDonald's you in believe? Harlem in Did you Oak work Park, there? Illinois. What? Did you work at that no. McDonald's? I never worked at a McDonald's. Yet. Oh, look what you have. See, this is why we need to now go back and do weddings again, because you just got a book. Yes. Would you like to tell the listening audience what I'm it is? I'm published. <gasps> Congratulations. I'm Congratulations. Because this came a week late, and on eBay, I just received, Dear Abby, I'm planning your wedding. And in 1993, someone sent this to Allison, with love, to make your day wonderful. They love, signed mom. it? Somebody's Someone's mother? mom sent it to their daughter. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Do you ever get a book that has writing in it? 
Uh, only like pages that say like, help me. I'm, this, I'm in the crawl space. Right, things like that. Let me out. Yeah. Should we go but back this, and do another wedding episode? Maybe. I feel like, do can we step back now? Probably not. Probably not. All right. We'll go back and do another wedding episode. But of course. Because there were, there were a crap ton of wedding things that I found. And the bride wore black. <gasps> that's an ep- that's like that's a, a New Jersey wedding. <laughs> yes, we will go back and do weddings again. All I right. feel like um, I have an I have a theme. Well, we're doing death next week. I think death should be the theme because I found something awesome on death. Ironically, all right. And we do we need to do one episode that's all confidential too, because the confidential twos are fantastic. That's just a sidebar. All right, you're up, Sister Sledge. Okay, moving along. Are we ready for the Beatrice Daily Sun? October 3rd, 1967. The most horrifying picture of Ann Landers is drawn in here. And oh. I would fire. It's like a caricature artist. Can I see? She's almost like she's shaded in a way where oh <laughs> she looks tan. She was in a fire. Good God, what happened to her? Something blew up in her kitchen and I was making a bun cake first time. It's uh, You had to really just shave off a lot. It's like she almost had... Um, she had laser done to her face. She had a, a chemical peel. And then they came in and took a picture. She's like, what now? What? I'm not ready. But I, uh... I'm still bleeding from my forehead. <laughs> Ann Landers. The title of this is possible to get pregnant wearing suit of armor. Huh. Dear Ann Landers, I am a girl, 15, and I live with my grandmother. She would 16. just. She would I live with my grandmother. Wait, let me start again. All right. Dear Ann Landers, I am a girl 15 and I lived with my grandmother. There's no comma before or after 15. She would just question for me. Is it possible? What the, what's wrong with this girl? Because she not, she doesn't like know English. Dear Ann Landers, I am a girl 15 and I live with my grandmother. She would just question for me. I don't get how that okay. scans. Is it Possible about this, but I need an answer fast. You are the closest thing to a mother I have in the world. So please answer this question for me. Jesus. <laughs> it's deep. Okay. Is it possible for a girl to get pregnant if she has all her clothes on? Thank you very much. <laughs> this girl signed it. Not very smart. <laughs> we can tell. We got it. Sister. You don't need to gild the lily. We get it. We hear you. You were just using pieces of English words posted together like yellow English, <laughs> chicken, mailman, pregnant clothing. And Anne gets it. She gets it. She's answering your question. Dear dumbass. Rather than answering dear, dear stupid, she wrote dear not very. The question is not what the girl is wearing, but what the girl does. Is it possible for a girl to become pregnant while wearing a suit of armor if the fellow she is with just happens to have a can opener handy? Now, for heaven's sakes, go out and get a paperback copy of Ann Landers Talks to Teenagers About Sex. I shudder to think what else you don't know. We could have a little bit of music under that. Wow, that is, that's heavy. That, this is, this is my first time reading this, so I was experiencing this right along with you. And funny that she, of course, shilled her wares because today I rode away to eBay and I got three of Ann Landers pamphlets on teenage sex 
and what to do and what not to do. Because a woman in her 60s should she know knows. she has her finger on the Excuse pulse me? Okay. <laughs> of pop culture. And um, I got them back. And the pictures are fantastic. Again, we're going to put this up on Instagram. Teenage sex and 10 ways to cool it. Zip it. Put it's your dick simple. on ice. <laughs> Take a cold shower and sit down. Put ice on your nipples and relax. Wait. Just like I do with Jules. I take him out back. Let's see. Uh, um, Put this frozen banana in your ass and relax. <laughs> Lean what? in. Who? Let me read just a couple of pieces of this for you. Your grandparents called it spooning. Your parents called it pitching woo or necking or petting. You call it making out. You call it fucking. (laughs) (laughs) The language may have changed in the last 40 years, but the routine is pretty much the same. It has been the same, in fact, since the first man swung from branch to branch in pursuit of the first woman. Anyone who tells teenagers to stop thinking about sex is foolish and unrealistic. You might as well tell the moon to get lost. Teenagers are thinking about sex. They have always thought about sex and they will continue to think about sex, assuming, of course, they are normal. What teenager needs what teenagers need is accurate information dished out in frank, understandable language so they will know how to think about it. And I will tell you right now, as Ann Landers, I'm going to guide you through the best ways to put your finger up somebody's ass. It's the same generation after generation. You put on the Lycra suit, you put on the latex mask, you zipper your mouth, you put a gag ball in, you get a bucket of kerosene, you throw it on your partner, you th- light a match. And you walk away. And you Boom. find him five days later. An example. She gives you an example. Most people like vanilla ice cream. Some people like it a lot. Other people could live a lifetime without craving it. But most people enjoy vanilla ice cream, particularly on a warm day. The person who gets to thinking about vanilla ice cream is the most important thing in the whole wide world, however, and spends hours daydreaming about vanilla ice cream is a sure candidate for the loony bin. Whether it's vanilla ice cream, folk music, baseball, or sex, unless we keep our interest in balance, we can become kooks. Damn! Is she going to be okay? I don't know. She's given me 10 ways on how to cool it. Ways to to chill things out when things start to get too hot. (laughs) The mobile bedroom is what she calls a car. A car is a mobile bedroom. And as long as you have access to a car, you can have sexy, sexy time in the car. Okay, from Chicago Tribune, April 19th, 1976. All right. Dear Abby, I am nearly 13, and I've been reading your columns since I was about 11. Mm -hmm. Wow. From the looks of the way married people hate each other, it makes me afraid to get married. I don't think it'd be be fun to be a grown-up because they have so many problems, like getting jobs, paying taxes, and the whole political mess. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get out of school, but I, th- I think I'd rather just spend my whole life in school than be an adult in a world like this one. People keep talking about peace and love, and all they do is go around hurting and killing each other. Amen. What do you think I should do? Sign, afraid to grow up. Dear Afraid, grow up anyway. We need adults who are dissatisfied with a world filled with people who say they want they want peace but go around hurting and killing each other. And don't decide against marriage either. My column is a troubled dump. There are plenty of good marriages, but nobody rested Dear Abby to tell me how happy he is. 
Touche. <laughs> she basically called her own column a garbage fire. That's awesome. Acknowledge it and move on. <laughs> the world needs people who hate. I am those people. No one is fucking happy when they come to my house. Wait, so go back. Sure. Dear Abby. That's actually so a she's really 13. good- She's been reading this article for two years. Oh, thank you for looking up Legionnaire's disease. You don't have to tell everybody what happens oh, behind the scenes. Jesus. This is it. It's a form of atypical pneumonia caused by any type of Legionella bacteria. That's not, I like when they answer a question with a question, Signs essentially. symptoms include cough, shortness of breath, which I have, high fever, muscle pain, headaches. I think I have lesionaires. <laughs> You've got Nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea also may occur, which I've had every day for the past 25 years. You have lesionaires disease. Yeah, I've I'm had so le sorry yeah. to tell you God. for 25 years. I'm just happy I can fit in my jeans. That's why you have such good pecs. I guess. Wow. So, Okay. Yeah. I, uh, what do you what do you think? How do you want to break it down? How do I want to break this down? She's thirteen years old, and already she's Fucking scared of the world. Yeah, I, this actually sounds like a thirteen year old me. But this, nervy bird. I mean, I it's kind of. She's like, yeah, grow up anyway. And by the way, everyone is a fucking dumpster fire that writes into me. Yeah, so don't feel so bad about it. It's like that very special episode when you see <laughs> Dear Abby walking down the street and some punky Brewster on the side of the road. Hey. <laughs> hey there, lady. Take it from me, kid. Sorry I put my cigarette out on you before. Didn't I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry your friend was locked in the refrigerator. Sorry about Cherry. She nearly died, right? <laughs> that was my fridge. If I've learned one great thing from Punky Brewster, it's that you can get locked in a refrigerator. Every kid Take was scared of a off. fridge. Yeah. I don't know whoever went to a playground with a refrigerator, but I guess how many? Yeah, exactly. Happened. I think it's kind of funny that an eleven-year-old has been just following this older woman for two years. For <laughs> I am a huge fan of yours. Long-time like, I mean, reader, first-time writer. <laughs> it's like, wait, because of the adults that she witnesses, she doesn't want to continue. To do to go to be a part of society or, or anything? No, no. Because can you imagine? But how all that the but all these articles that she's been reading to Dear Abby's making her feel fucking bad. Well, that's it. She's 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 been reading her articles, so she's like, according to your paper, I shouldn't bother growing up. What if she just shows up at Dear Abby's house? She's dressed just like her. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a thirteen year old. It's a single white female thing. <laughs> I love my new look, and she's got this hair blown out to the side. <laughs> Does this lipstick look right on me? Do you, How like do you this? smoke a Virginia Slim? I love this pussy bow, but everyone makes fun of me at school. It feels a little bit stiff and tight. That's fine. Is that Aquanet? It looks so good on you. I would stay around thirteen. Mentally, I'm already there. I think if if, if I think that's obvious from this past podcast. This Are you ready for our new segment? Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm excited about this. And you what is be. it? Our new segment is Listener Mail. Listener Mail. I'm listening to mail. Maybe female. one who wants to. All right. So here is our very first 
piece of listener mail. And if you haven't already, please write to dearpodofficial at gmail.com and write to us with your advice questions. We are going to answer your very first question seeking advice. Okay, here we go. Hi, first time writer, zero time listener. Oh. We'll fix that last part soon. You better. Interesting. I know. Hey, how can we educate folks about the incivility and literal obstructionism of blocking busy paths of foot traffic? i.e. busy sidewalks and stairs, subway doors, the end of escalators, etc. Signed, shoulder checked and none once. Well, to be quite honest, something just happened to me last weekend that did not sit well. And how did you solve it? (laughs) So I was walking my dog, and a gentleman was on his bicycle on the sidewalk. Uh Uh-uh. Already I hate him. Right. Nearly runs over my dog. (gasps) and I said, and he's like, he gives me like this look, like, you know, like, are you going to go? Am I going to go? Like, uh, uh," and I'm like, you shouldn't be on the sidewalk anyway. And he looks at me. He's like, what did you just say? (sighs) Keep in mind, he just hung up the phone because he's not only on the sidewalk, but he's also on the phone. Oh my God. I said, you shouldn't be on the sidewalk anyway. You just shouldn't with your bike. No. He said, oh, oh, do you know everything? (gasps) Yeah. I'm like, uh. Yeah, I actually I do. Uh-huh. Oh, you know all the bike rules? I'm like, yeah, I do. Actually. Oh, really? So you do so you know that in the absence of a bike lane that bikes can be on the sidewalk? I'm like, No. I don't think so. And then a crazy I'm not even kidding. Five feet away, someone is overhearing this conversation, a crazy person who happens to have a bike. Oh no. Who seconds what that man was saying. And I was like, <sighs> So they go and he's like, Oh, so you know everything about everything right now. I'm like, that's Definitely not what I said, but I do think it's common courtesy to not be on a fucking bike and on your phone and run over someone's fucking dog on the sidewalk. And mind you, I did find out that there is no rule about riding your- Of course there's not. An absence of a bike lane. No, you actually, that's not a thing. And I think people have gone fucking crazy and you can't say anything to anybody. No. And no one can People just be like, really oh, I'm offended. so sorry. I'm so sorry I ran into you. I'm so sorry I ran into your dog because no one wants to take any fun, fucking accountability. Mm-hmm. I will fully acknowledge if I've done something wrong or if I bumped into someone, I don't understand what's wrong with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Anne would- Would agree with you. Would probably agree. Well, I just think we've all, it's every man We're for all themselves. Entitled. We are very entitled. My biggest issue are always the people who stop at the top of escalators. I don't know what's wrong with those people. I don't, And I also don't know why- they don't know the escalator is coming. They walk up to the escalator and they do a full stop like, oh, these stairs are moving. I feel like oh. it should be like a Warner Brothers cartoon and an anvil should fall from the sky and slam them down into the ground. I agree. But in reality, we're not going to be able to deal with the idiots of the world and everybody everybody who stops in front of a subway an door. Who, not going to fall from the sky. No. So I feel like we should send them all to Idiot Island. Sure. And is we'll that have Roosevelt a Island? <laughs> it basically is. It's governors. We're just going to send them all out there and they could just live their lives being happy, blocking each other from going past each other on sidewalks and streets. Or I'm going to answer this text message, but I have to stop. And a word to the wise with the tourists that are coming to our fine city during the summer, which, by the way, why you want to come to New York in the summer will never, I will never understand. That's like, hey, I'm going to go into this crowded elevator that doesn't have air conditioning and won't move. And smells like urine. Yep. And where there's Times Square Elmo's. I've never body, I have body checked an Elmo before. That's for sure. Well, I, I don't really body check people because I'm a normal human being. Oh, no, I have Irish rage. So I will I push you out well. of the way. Here was, here was what I 
thought how Anne would actually answer it. Dear shoulder. <laughs> this is my answer, too. Boy, can I relate about pedestrian courtesy, not about missing this podcast. Get on the stick with that, bub. You have no idea how many cookie monsters I've elbowed just trying to walk to the bank. The next time you find yourself behind a sidewalk slug or door blocker, I recommend clapping your hands loudly and yelling, Bad place to stand! Bad place to stand! (laughs) I do this all the time, by the way. (laughs) Another tip I took from the movie Tootsie. Open up the yellow pages to farm equipment, get an electric cattle prod, and give street blockers a zap to the tookus. No jury would find you guilty. Sincerely, Ann Landers! I like the fact that you've had time, because this is new to me. I know. I, did, I, did, I told I you I'm vastly it. unemployed, so I had time to formulate an Ann Landers-style answer to our very first write-in advice. And that's fucking fantastic. And I, it's you. a gripe that Every New Yorker talks about oh always people who like stop at the at the top of the escalator or when you're walking down the sidewalk and they stop. But I literally do that all the time. Like, oh well, here's a good place to not stop. Yeah, bad place like to I, stand. Like I'm like a crazy person. Like, and the thing can, is, people respond to an aggressive voice followed with a clap. I, I find I that I clap, if you talk with authority, somehow people think you know what you're talking about. So do that on the subway, or you could be like my friend Matt Fox, who owns Fine and Dandy, who was on the subway with somebody who was pushing him from behind when there was a wall of flesh in front of him that he couldn't get behind, couldn't get through, and he turned to her, lost his mind, because we all lose our minds if we live in New York City long enough at some point, and he got in her face and just started screaming, push her! Push her! In the middle of the A train at 8 a.m., push her! Because everybody loses their shit because this happens to us day in and day out. People yeah. are not aware of their bodies in space. They entirely live for themselves. Everybody is self-involved when you're walking. And you know what? Guilty, I will say. But I am never guilty of blocking a sidewalk. There should be three definitive um lanes on a sidewalk there should be tourists just like driving there should be regular new yorker on a sunday and then there should be regular new yorker work day there should be three different lanes of walking on the subway i mean walking on the sidewalk and as far I as i encourage people, everyone to walk on the subway it would I reduce the amount of people away. in the city yes just keep walking that is the big thing if you're a tourist and you want to take a picture fine Get out of the middle of the street, for Christ's sake. Keep going. Just keep walking. Oh, this makes me so angry. Run into the light, Caroline. No, I I really want to like get, I want to create a cattle pusher that you can wear on the front of you if you have to walk through the streets of New York that automatically sort of just gently nudges people out of the way of being in front of you. The amount of rage that you have. I have incredible amounts of rage. Why do you think I live in New Jersey? It's because of this very thing. I hate people. I have a street fair underneath my fucking window right now. And that's all the reason for you to own a cattle pusher so that you can get past the people who want to buy crappy saris and mozzarapas at nine in the morning. What's a mozzarapist? It's like a mozzarapist. It's somebody (laughs) who attacks Uh you with cheese. Hi, everyone. If you're liking our little skit, please take a moment, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Thanks so much for listening.